Hello, and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I am here, as always, with my daughter, Ruthie. Hi. And today we are continuing in Acts, and we're going to study chapter 8. We finished chapter 7, a long chapter, a big speech uh, by Stephen, who had been arrested. And at the end of his speech, uh, he kind of accused, and this is the end of chapter 7, the Jewish priests and the leaders of the church of having been responsible for Jesus's death. Did they like to hear that, Ruthie? No. No. What? So what did they do to Stephen uh, after that? What happened to Stephen at the end of the chapter? Um, he said for the Lord to forgive them. He did. What were they doing when he asked for them to do that? Um, stoning him. Right, which killed him, right? They were throwing stones at him to kill him. And pretty terrible scene there. He's killed for his faith, the first documented um, martyr of Christianity. And so we're going to read here and see what happens to the church uh, and what happens after that. So, Ruthie, if you'll begin right here in verse 1 of chapter 8. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. So here's this person, Saul, who was there when Stephen... Uh was stoned and killed and he gave his approval and now he's going around saying hey there's and he's part of the jewish church he's a pharisee and he's going around saying hey there's this religion here this isn't right we're gonna we're gonna uh, arrest these people and so a bunch of the the church is scattered here and uh let's hear what happens next those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. Yeah, paralytics, yep. So there was great joy in that city. So what happened, they're persecuting the Christians who were all in Jerusalem at the time, and now they're, they're scattering, and as they scatter, they're going to keep talking about what they've seen and heard. They're not going to, even though they're fleeing for their lives in some cases, they're not going to stop preaching the gospel of, of good news that Jesus Christ is the Son of God He's risen, he's at the right hand, and he died for our sins. So they continue to do it. They prove it with miracles, and, and people are really paying attention. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. 
both men and women. Simon himself believed, and there Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and mer- miracles he saw. So here's this guy who had built a following himself by having some magic or something that he did. Clearly, when you're doing things like that and it's not from God, it's going to be from evil sources, right? From uh, what whatever was there, whether they were demons or you know seeking Satan some way. But he has changed. He's become a believer now. But but let's hear kind of what his take was and what he was looking for. So let's go ahead and continue. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of the wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Wow. So remember (laughs) what happened to the people that lied to the Holy Spirit and died, right? Priscilla, or, or, well, let me go back and make sure I've got the right names here. Give me one second. I don't want to. All right, going back. It was, oh, Ananias and Sapphira, right? So Ananias and Sapphira had, uh, you know, not told the truth and lied to the Holy Spirit, and they paid dearly with their lives for that, right? So that was that was earlier. Now you've got Simon saying he wants to give money to get the power of the Holy Spirit. Not a good thing. Peter says, may your, your money perish with you, but but he says, look, you need to repent of your sin and get away from that. Um, and let's see, what's it, what's Simon say? What's his response, Ruthie? Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. When so that's, that's a, is that a good response? Kind of. I think it's a great response. What, what do you think? Read it again. So he, he hears that, hey, your heart isn't right. May you perish with the money you're offering. And, and read what he says. He doesn't say, hey, I, I, I was just fooling around. This is, an, I think, an honest from the heart response. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. That's right. So he says, pray to the Lord for me. I think that's all of us. If, if we feel or we've been you know, convicted of sin or anything, what do we want to do? We want to turn to God in prayer. So I, I think that was a, a good heart and a good spot. Um, that he came from. All right, continue here. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel 
in many Samaritan villages. So it's it's really cool here, Ruthie. So they've go they go out, they get scattered. Philip leaves, right, and 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 gets Samaritans, some non-Jewish believers, to believe, and the other apostles that are still in Jerusalem hear this and are like, "Oh wow, this is amazing! These people are believing," and so they come to see it themselves. They're astonished. They hadn't received the Holy Spirit, so they lay their hands on them. God blesses them with the Holy Spirit. And so it's it's a powerful scene where, where everyone's starting to realize Christianity isn't just about the Jewish people. It's much bigger than that. It's beyond just the, the small group of, of Jews that are there. It's for everyone and for the whole world. So I'll continue on from here. In verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And this is, this is just a pretty cool thought, Ruthie. So now, how did they travel back in the days before cars and everything? How did they get around? Like animals. Yeah. So what, what pulled the chariot? A horse? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, there's this chariot, a cool thought, kind of like imagine somebody in today's world kicked back, you know, windows open and in their car convertible or whatever and they're reading the bible or reading the old testament and they don't understand something so um this important person had come to jerusalem was obviously had the jewish faith lived in ethiopia and was an an important official and he had gone uh you know to worship there but now he's reading this scripture and the holy spirit is leading philip to him And so he said, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. So here's what he was reading from the Old Testament. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Who does that sound like? Who was the prophet Isaiah talking about and prophesying about when he said he was like a sheep to the slaughter and a lamb before the shearer is silent? Who is he prophesying about that would come later? Um, Jesus? Yes, that is the answer. So he was prophesying about Jesus, how Jesus didn't argue about who, you know, who he was or why he was there on trial, even though he was unjustly um, accused. He was like he, a lamb before the shear is silent. He didn't open his mouth, right? He was prophesying about him who was to come. So the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? 
Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they, were travel- as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, and I love this, this is, this is awesome. He's, he's just heard the story about Jesus and how when you're baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit. So what, what's the first thing he says here? He says, they, they come along some water. Look, here, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? He doesn't want to wait. He doesn't want to wait a day or a week or a month. As soon as he became a believer and believed in Jesus, he wanted to be baptized immediately. So, then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the... Oh, and he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Ezetus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So here here we're seeing Philip, one of the apostles uh, that followed along with Jesus, gets uh, driven out of Jerusalem because of persecution, and he's being led by the Spirit everywhere he goes finding, you know, the first people and the Samaritans that he finds, then he finds this eunuch, and then uh, continues on. And he is preaching the good news of Christianity and Jesus everywhere he goes. That eunuch, who knows, he may have gone and started a whole church when he went back home. Uh, so that the power of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit and the things that are happening right here are awesome. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here as you see persecution leading to scattering to the growing of the church. Any thoughts today, Ruthie? Um, maybe the church will be like separated. In what way? Tell me more about that. Um, maybe people have different opinions. Mm, that's insightful. That's definitely going to happen to the church. Again, it's growing, and then you're getting people in different areas, and there's certainly going to be differences of opinions. Many of the books of the Bible, Ruthie, that are written later uh, are written to address exactly those about the differences and the different things people believe. But we're going to see as different kinds of people start entering the church and becoming Christians, um, even the apostles are going to have to change their way of thinking. And they change their way of thinking because the Holy Spirit and God opens their eyes to see, hey, look, I accept these people or these things, and if I accept them, you should accept them. So you're exactly right. They are going to be separated. Things are going to go in different directions in different places because that's, you know, God is right where we are, right? He's there. And uh, different churches will mature at different rates. So, so yeah, that's going to happen. And it's going to, it's, in fact, probably half of the rest of the Bible is all about that and addressing those differences and what happens. So, again, thank you for joining us here, uh, going through chapter eight, as you know, you really see the beginnings of Christianity, the the church being persecuted in Jerusalem, scattering, and how God even uses that, the pain and suffering of the death of Stephen, to use that to multiply the church and grow um, how much he can share the love and why his son 
Jesus died on the cross with others. So thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next week on Lessons with Dad.